The voices will not stop. I see blood everywhere. Violent images encompass my every waking thought. At the grocery store, I approach the meat counter. I ask the butcher for some pork chops. This is when I see it. The butcher does not bring out a cut of succulent pig. No, it's an infant. The butcher brings his cleaver down on the squirming pink child. A scream is cut short as he lops off its head. I vomit there on the floor. It splashes on my shoes. The baby murderer is once again just a man with cuts of pork. Are you all right, sir? Can I get you some water? The blood-splattered apron, the smell of entrails. It is too much. I clasp my hand over my mouth, trying to stop the fresh spew of bile. It comes anyway, dripping from my fingers and running down the front of my shirt. Sir? The man behind the counter questions. I wipe my hand on my pants and make for a hasty retreat, leaving him with the task of cleaning up my mess. I walk quickly toward the aisles of canned goods. It is free of customers. I sit on the floor and began to rock back and forth. Groceries can wait. I need to get home. Rising from the floor, I head for the front of the store. I grab a bottle of water out of the soda cooler and go to the register. The pretty young cashier asked if I found everything all right. She tries not to notice my disheveled appearance. Suddenly her face erupts into a mass of bloody flesh. Her eyes glow and the horns sprout from the top of her head. I will kill you, you fucking piece of shit. The five dollar bill drops from my hand onto the floor. Fuck the water. I run toward the door. Sir, your water? I hit the door hard. I feel my nose crunch and a warm stream flow from it. Drops of blood mix with the mess on my shirt. I wipe my arms across my face and leave a smear down my sleeve. I make it outside. The sunlight burns my eyes and I fumble for my sunglasses. They were bent out of shape from the fight with the door. I put them on anyway. They help to shield my burning retinas. Walking down the sidewalk, drips of blood continue to fall. As they splash onto the concrete, they turn into spiders. Fat, black spiders. I feel it pop and crunch as I squash one beneath my tennis shoe. I hate spiders. I reach the bus stop. An old woman is sitting on the bench. As I watch, she ages. Her bones turn to dust beneath my gaze. What are you gawking at, boy? I quickly turn away, not wishing to have any further communication with the dust that used to be human. The bus finally approaches. It looks safe enough. Climbing the three steps, I glance toward the back. Everything seems all right. Handing the bus driver my token, I move about halfway down the aisle and grab a seat. I am sitting across from a pretty young mother with her sleeping toddler. Her head is leaning against the glass. I think she is asleep, too. Her arm is draped around his shoulders. They look so peaceful. A black line appears on her face. It grows and spreads like a vine down her neck and under the sleeves of her sundress. It's climbing down her arm, the one wrapped around the boy. Tendrils of black reach from the vine-like markings toward the boy. Wisps of blackened smoke reach for his nostrils and mouth. It is going to choke him. It will kill him. Thinking fast, I jump up and grab the boy. I have to save him. The mother wakes up and starts screaming at me. My baby! Give me back my boy! Her shrieks of rage turn to sobs as she reaches for her child. The smoke and vines disappear, leaving her a normal woman once again.
The boy is crying now, too, having been startled awake by the force with which I grabbed him. I thrust the boy back into her arms and run to the front of the bus. Driver, let me off. Son, you need to take your seat while the bus is in motion. I need off now. Something about the way I sounded, or maybe looked, caused him to comply. Of course, the wailing mother and child could have been the cause as well.